Welcome to What to Do When, a podcast from Real Lawyers with Real Perspective, where we explore a variety of legal issues and scenarios. Each week, we focus on a new topic and discuss what to do when and if any of these legal scenarios ever happen to you or a loved one. With over 40 years of combined legal experience, our hosts offer their unique perspectives and insights on a range of real-life legal situations. Hi, welcome back to another podcast here at Kreiser Cardani in Richmond, Virginia. I'm Jackie. I'm Scott and Jackie. We're here. What are, what's on the docket for today? What to do when there's still hope. Okay. Well, I want to introduce a special friend we have today, um, Mr. William Faith, and um, he's a well. He's got a lot of degrees. I don't know about that. He's got more degrees than a thermometer. So I'm going to let him introduce himself a little bit. Bill, thank you for being here today. Um, We would consider you an expert in the field of counseling. So what is your background? What have you done? Quick, short, where'd you go to school? A couple of graduate degrees, but the last one's from Ohio State in clinical social work. OH. Um, uh, Beyond my training at uh, OSU, I... uh, have a, I'm a clinical fellow in the American Association of Marriage and Family Therapy, which is equivalent to a national license. Uh, I'm a board-certified diplomate, which is a top credential in clinical social work. Uh, myself and one other person don't have that. I trained in psychoanalysis at the Analytic Institute. Uh, I've done uh, alcohol abuse, uh, eating disorders, and for a while I was a part-time assistant professor. Psychiatry, wow. University of Cincinnati. All right. And I just want to ask one follow-up question so people understand. So a normal counselor in town would have how many hours of training? Well, initially, to get licensed, it's about 3,000 hours. Okay. So that's the floor. Where are you at in that floor? Well, uh, when I got board certified, I was probably 6,000 hours. And today, probably 70,000 hours of okay. clinical work. Okay. Been doing it for 42 years. Only 42? Yeah, only 42. I thought you were like fifth. Forget that. I don't say that. (laughs) (laughs) Anyways, we're going to move on. Um, So today what we wanted to talk about is when there's still light. And what what do we mean by that, Jackie? Well, sometimes we, we meet with clients who have come in or they've called for a consultation on divorce. And they what we like to say, aren't ready to take their last breath in the marriage. And sometimes um, that looks like several phone calls that lead to a consultation. Sometimes it's a consultation and then a couple hours over several months of, I want to talk to you again. I just kind of come talk to you again. And we sort of become a therapist instead of a counselor at law. But um, one of our esteemed colleagues, Sandy Bowen, here in the Richmond area, used to say exactly that. If you're not ready to take your last breath, you're not ready to meet with me yet. Go and do the work and figure out whether you can save this marriage. So really, I'd like to ask you, um, of course, marriages can be redeemed, but when people come to you and and maybe one of the spouses has already seen an attorney, what are you seeing as far as... Well, I I tell folks I have five criterion for saving the marriage. Mm. First, is anybody mentally ill? If they are, are they getting help? Secondly, is anybody into addictions? If they are, they're willing to stop. Is anybody having an affair? That becomes a problem if they're not willing to stop. Have they ever loved each other? And do they want to save it? So if nobody's mentally ill, nobody's into addictions, nobody's having an affair, they have loved each other and they want to save it, we can do this. It's so simple. But how often do you get a, a, a <laughs> the, the nobody's any of those things? 
A lot, actually. Do you? Yeah, because this society does not value marriage. Mm-hmm. You get in trouble, don't like somebody, you fight once in a while, you haven't had sex in uh, five or six months, it must be all over. Mm. Uh, uh, they, people live in the illusion we have to have that glow all the time. Marriage is sometimes hard work. There's Wait a minute, death. I can't take this. I mean, I got to work as a husband. To yeah, we my all marriage. do. Huh, okay. You know, but, but it's a decision. You know, people take vows, which they quickly forget in front of all their families way back when. But a vow means you're in for good. You sign up for the army, you you get tired of it, they don't let you out. You can't just walk away. Mm -hmm. This society does not value marriage. Families don't value marriage. In-laws don't. They'll go get divorced. And nobody thinks about the consequences. What happens when you do? What happens to the kids? Your finances. Sometimes I tell people, you're going to split everything in half, and lawyers want want ten, at least ten percent of that, maybe twenty. This is, and and the law doesn't reject respect anything. You know, throw it over the hill. You'll pay a huge price. It's cheaper to save it. And so, when you do see mental illness or addiction, or someone's having an affair. Um, recognizing that at one time they did love each other and maybe they want to save it. Really, the work is whether they're going to stop the affair, get help with the addiction, or get help with their mental issues. Well, well sometimes people into affairs, it, it, it's too late because mm. they're already there. To, I ask three questions. Why are you here? Has there been a crisis? I, somebody died, a DUI, uh, somebody cheated, and you want to get past it. Okay, crisis. second one is, do you want to let each other down easy? Or is this really over? And you're just here to help me fix it and maybe try to salvage the family. The third is, if I had magic, do you want to save it? And most people say yes. The joke that follows, uh, if I've (laughs) got magic and it's fixed a year from now, I get to 10 grand that you would have spent on two lawyers. I don't mean that, but (laughs) I think, I also tell people, and, and it really irritates me, people who say they do marriage counseling, you have the two graduates two courses in graduate school, mm-hmm. uh, maybe they've seen 100 people, follow me. I tell people sometimes I'm the only one fighting to save marriage. Mm-hmm. I'm here because I believe in marriage, and your kids need me to save that. Your kids need, need me to help you save this. And, and, and when you make the changes you need to make, and there's a lot of changes you'll need to make, you'll be better. The number of stories I've worked with people that come in. One woman came in one day who got my name, knowing my reputation. I work to fix marriages. Mm-hmm. And she said, I know your reputation, and I'm here to end it. Oh. <laughs> and she said, no matter what you do, I'm here to end it. And I started asking her questions. It became clear to me her husband had an addiction, a work addiction. And I said, well, let's bring him in. And, well, she, of course, she told him that. You know, he thinks you're an addict, you blah, 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 blah. <laughs> sure. He was mad as a snake at me, okay? But we started doing some work, you know, listening to each other, talking about their problems. About the third or fourth session, she sat across the room, and she cursed at me for real. You cheated mm. mm-hmm. You tricked me, she said. Oh. I said, what? She said, you tricked me. What's happened? She said, I loved the SOB, and now I'm stuck. Mm. <laughs> and I said, is that a problem, that you actually love the guy and he's changing and it's going to get better? She said, I didn't come for that. I said, well, too bad. I'm so sorry. <laughs> <laughs> no refunds. No refunds. <laughs> but, you know, it, 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 it bothers me that people 
what I know of people who do marriage counseling, they're they're not biased to save it. Mm. You know, well, you don't like each other so much, you know. These women, forgive me, therapists who are roughly 50 years old who are, are doing therapy for women in transition, you follow me? Yeah. And, and who say, well, you're unhappy, you need to trade them in, blah, blah, blah. You're unhappy, you fix it now. There are four times marriages get in trouble. The first is it never should have gotten married, right? Yeah. The first two years, it was, it was bogus uh, in Las Vegas, whatever it was. The, the, the second time is statistically the seventh year when people who love each other, clearly love each other, cannot problem solve. They're fussing over money or sex or in-laws or Christmas or whatever it is. The seven-year itch, it, it's real. It, it, it's statistically real. Yeah. Right now, it could be four, it could be not, but it's in that range when young people who do it did in fact love each other are stuck, and nobody taught them what to do. Yes. Yeah. I mean, they can't problem solve, so they fight and they say names to each other, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. If they if, if they're not going to end it for various reasons, money or kids, they put it under the carpet. And it rots. Mm. And it shows up when the last kid's leaving home or age 50 or menopause when you don't have to do this anymore. Well, so, and then, and then hopefully they come to me at that time, but if they don't fix it there, then it rots and it shows up at retirement. Unless you're multimillionaires, you're really stuck. Yeah. But I help people see that you, you can fix it along way. You do love each other. At least you did love each other. And there's reasons why you're going to save it because it's costly or the legal system's going to mess everything up in your whole life. Forgive me if I think that's true. <laughs> I'm it's sorry. absolutely true. Um, and, and, and the things that judges decide are appalling to me. Forgive me. But, you know, it, 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 anyway, the, the courts do not value marriage. It seems to me it's a system designed for therapists to make money, for judges to make money, lawyers to make money, and, and to destroy families. But if you follow the pattern, you follow me, people can fix this. Yeah. And, I, and, and I think, to be fair, courts are there to end it. Well, therefore, they're, they're in the business of divorce. Yeah, they're in the business of divorce. Right, yeah. and, and lawyers are too. And sadly, it is a business, right? It is become, For family lawyers... It is a business model, but Scott and I here, like that's why we're that's why you're here. We don't run our business that way. We do want to offer people the opportunity to go get help and to save their marriage because we believe marriages can be saved if the people do the work. But we're not in the counseling business, <laughs> so we need resources to help people because I think it's lacking. As you're saying, though, that, that uh, come back to freaking me being critical. Too few folks are trained in doing marriage and family therapy. When, when I say you know, that I am the family therapist and I'm seeing one person, and mm. the, you know, people say, that's not possible. I've had a guardian light almost take me to the board because I was going to do that. Because they don't know how to think systemically. The issue is how do you save how do you fix and deal with the overall problems of relationships? Sometimes you see everybody, sometimes you see a couple, sometimes you feel whatever. But a marriage counselor is trained to think systemically. It's not individual therapy times a number of people in the room. It's thinking about how to change what's going on, how to problem solve, how to reinforce relationships. And, and that took three more years after graduate school to specifically learn to do that. 200 hours, 200 hours mm. of therapy, the training that I had to get from an expert approved by them mm -hmm. to even get there. 
follow me? That's after, that's different from licensing and all that kind of stuff. You know, so to say I'm a clinical fellow in the American Association of Marriage and Family Therapy, they're the national credential. The clinical fellow is the top membership there, which means that I qualify to actually teach other people how to do this. But people aren't trained how to do this. You know, not trained. They sit around and they do a lot of it. I'll listen to you, you listen to me, but they're not, there's no, there's no research behind that backing up what they're doing. People just learn to talk better. And in six months, we know that nothing changes and they're all still in trouble. Mel, what do you say to someone, whether it's a, either spouse that comes to you and says, I can't get my husband or wife to come see you. I can't, they, they're just not going to engage in the therapeutic process. And I think they're the ones with the problem. <laughs> that's a great question. And that happens regularly. Um, and for the sake of discussion, let's say that's true. Okay. Then vicariously, if I can use that word, I work with a person, how you, the person coming to me, can be different in reference to your spouse and show them that you're listening better or responding better and doing things different. And hopefully that person will wake up because the person is seeing me and nobody's innocent. Right. Uh, Wait a minute. <laughs> oh, go ahead. <laughs> you know, but to, to work with a person who came to me, like, uh, for instance, their, their spouse has an addiction issue. Mm. Okay, start going to Al-Anon. Start approaching your husband differently. Say something differently. Strategies to influence their spouse to recognize things can be different, and they and it is worth saving. And the kids matter. Follow me. But you can it, It's harder with one person, but it's possible. And that's what I was going to follow up with. I, what I see a lot in practice in my nearly twenty-five years. I mean, seriously, compared to what you have, that's a chip. And I realize that. But what I see a lot of is two things. One is um, where I see a counselor engage, say, with Jackie, they take everything Jackie says as absolute fact and counsel from that perspective. And like you were saying, there's no systemic hole realizing that Jackie may be the problem or not the problem or at least half the problem or a quarter of the problem or some quarter of the problem. And I feel like that always dead ends into the same place they just spent whatever on a counselor for three years, but we're still back at my table because we didn't look at it. System. We didn't look at the whole thing. We didn't look at what's Jack. How And I, I think you sort of answered that, but I just see that as a continual problem. I feel like no matter what, the, what we're in, it seems like the first one who gets to the counselor first, that's the truth we're working with. Right. And that to me is not effective, but I could be wrong. <laughs> You're making another point. Uh, all kinds of biases I have, forgive me, but <laughs> I, I tried to tell folks in the beginning that I work hard to be neutral. I'm not here to take anybody's side. And unfortunately, I've experienced, I've worked in three different states, people who bring great the therapists who bring great biases, and the other person knows it. Forgive me, more often than not, guys feel picked on in that mm -hmm. office. Mm -hmm. It's not fair. And they're not going to stay. I don't want to be anybody's advocate. I'm the kid's advocate. I'm not husband or wife. I'm fighting for your blessed kids. And if you don't have kids, I'm fighting for your retirement accounts. <laughs> you follow me? That, that this is stupid to go throwing this over the hill just because you don't like each other today. Mm. Yeah. And that's, I agree. And, 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 and the, 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 the other thing I bring is I tell people I'm blunt. I'm a northerner. 
<laughs> even though I grew up partly in St. Petersburg, Florida. And as a Northerner, I'm going to tell you what I think. I'm going to be plain spoken. This is what I think, and this is the mistake you're making. If you don't like it, the door's not locked to get out of here. But I'm trying to fix and save your marriage, and you got a problem. Stop doing that. Mm. Now, periodically, people tell me, what do you know? The 29-year-old, I was seeing his second marriage, her third. Wow. And, and, and he's sitting in my office. He graduated, by the way, from you. you VCU with a 2.00001 GPA. He sits and tells tells me he's 29. At that point, I had 30 years, 35 years experience. I'm explaining how things work. Well, that's just your opinion. Well, no, it's not just my opinion. It's based on a lot of research and training and experience. There is a reality to this. It's not just some, what do you have to feel about it today? There's reasons things work and reasons things don't work. Okay. I love it. So really what to do when there's still hope. It sounds like to me the, what the first thing is find a properly credentialed marriage counselor. Not all counselors are created equally. Not all people who call themselves marriage and family counselors are equally created. But find someone who's appropriately credentialed who really um, is in the business of defending and fighting for marriage, number one. Yep. I think that's very true. And I think, um, what would be number two then, Jackie, since you have your little list there, I saw. <laughs> well, number two, did you ever love each other? Analyzing that that second step. There's so many other pieces, but did you ever love each other? Do you still? And then I think the third step is, do you want to save it? And I just, those, and that was just a couple of pieces of, of one of the lists that we got from Bill. But But if you never loved them, well, I'm not sure that there's a whole lot of hope there, but most people who get married at least loved each other at one time. They do. And do you want to save it? You know, you're not looking to go to a counselor if you're not interested in saving it. But, but you know, folks say, well, I, I, I like you, but I don't love you. Or I'm in love with you. I love you, but I'm not in love with you. And I come back and say, get over yourself. <laughs> you know, you, the emotions wax and wane. People get tired or depressed or somebody dies. Your life is hard sometimes just because you don't in love with all the magic anymore and the glitter doesn't mean you don't love each other it doesn't mean you can't fix it back to that couple where she got mad at me cursing me if you spoke to them today they will tell you that the happiest they've ever been including early in their marriage because they acquired a skill set that this society does not teach if you like what you've heard today, we're doing a mini-series here with Bill Faith. Um, look forward to another couple episodes in this mini-series, and we're excited to have him. So we're going we're gonna to keep him going for the next uh, few podcasts. If you have questions or comments, we'd love to hear from you at info at cclawva.com. Remember to like and subscribe. That just helps us know we're out there doing good. That's really our purpose in this is to provide people information. Thank you. See have you next time. Bye. We hope you've enjoyed this episode of What to Do When. For more episodes, be sure to subscribe to our podcast, and we encourage you to check our archives to listen to previous topics. Tune in next week for a new episode and some fresh perspective from Kreiser Cardani.